The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion, where just about anything goes. Uh, Coming up, I will share some latest research with you on sexuality. Things like science confirming that husbands make their wives' jobs harder. We'll talk about a new study that shows an effect of COVID on fertility and uh, new perspectives on weddings since the pandemic. And what about men with deeper voices? Are they more or less likely to be unfaithful? All that and more. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me uh, to laurie at drlaurie.com or text me at 514-800. And before I go on and uh, share some of your emails and, and texts, There is something happening right now. Uh, Mental Illness Awareness Week started this week. And there's an organization um, called the Au Contraire Film Festival. It has now a digital edition. So basically, this is an organization that um, uh, showcases films and these are films from all over the world uh, that have a, a perspective on mental health issues. Now, the last couple of years I have attended the festival. It's uh, usually held at the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts. It's fabulous. Uh, it's free this year, so you can just log on there and uh, and go have fun. At and, and I mean fun. It's a heavy shoes. Uh, that's true, but at least... It's a great, if you're a film buff and you want to see what's happening all around the world, it's going on until the 23rd of October. The website is www.acff.ca, acff.ca. That's the Au Contraire Film Festival. Um, All about uh, films with a theme of uh, mental health and mental illness. Dr. Lori, I want to begin by saying that my family and I are big fans of your show. We listen to it on a regular basis and enjoy learning new things. However, I had to share my disappointment in how you are misleading the audience with facts that are not true. For instance, I hope this is the only instant, uh, when you mention that the word necrophilia derives from Latin, so he's referring to a show we did on fetishes, that is wrong. If it is of importance to you to share the root words and meaning, please do so accurately. The word comes from the Greek necros, means dead, philia means a friend of. We look forward to listening to more shows and to honest information. Uh, I don't, I didn't purposely try to mislead anybody. Uh, I'm human. I can be confused between Latin and Greek, neither of which are my first language. (laughs) Some words derive from Greek, some words derive from Latin. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, But truly, uh, my goal is never to mislead 
that's kind of like doing it something on purpose and uh, I can make mistakes and I'm happy you can call me out on mistakes I'm I'm have enough humility to back away and say you are uh, right I could be wrong okay so uh, thank you for pointing that out and furthering the education uh, of our listeners Dr. Lori, I'm taking this time while my wife is out taking a walk with her parents to say thank you. Last night we were talking in bed about having her parents stay with us for a month or so, and they have been here for a while now. We are so caught up in our lives and running a company, sometimes we forget what is really important. We are certain a year ago it would not even be something we would think of doing. As I've told you in earlier emails, I've been listening to your show and driving at night, and after my wife and I both still have spats... Uh, but we have learned to resolve them without arguing. We are big fans of Ladies' Night and the Baby Boomer Show, and she will kill me if it, if I do not say she loves the poems from the Passion Poet. I'm getting jealous, LOL. We just want to say thank you for opening our eyes and arts. That's really sweet. Thank you very much. That's uh, very sweet. I really enjoyed the trivia show. I wanted to call in and even picked up the phone a few times. This is from a a woman, but I am just too shy. It was great fun, though. As soon as a lady would play, I hoped she would win. (laughs) It is Thanksgiving, and it will be just me and the kids. The plan was to go to family in Toronto, but that came apart, and kids are very disappointed. I hear you. I miss seeing my daughter, who is also supposed to be here for the holidays. I bought a turkey, always a family favorite, and my oldest promised to help out with preparation. They have all been asking about Christmas and what kind of Christmas will we have. Only thing I could say was there will be a Christmas and hopefully we will be with friends and family over the holidays. Someone suggested last night about having some shows about the upcoming holidays. I think that is a wonderful suggestion. We can all use some ideas and suggestions to help couples avoid the disagreements that always come up and now even more with COVID regulations. Thank you for your nightly dose of sanity in an in. (laughs) Thank you very much. Texter, tell Texter that there is no such thing as a fact that is not true. Okay, (laughs) fine. We'll go with that. A few months ago, I messaged you about how my marriage was falling apart and we were not even sleeping together. A little poem that got me thinking and your comments about relationships and COVID trouble uh, saved us. At first, I thought it was a temporary fix and had my doubts it would last. But not only has it lasted, it has gotten better. The talk we had that night made all the difference. Our our daughter is happier as well, and we are truly a family, and it feels so good. The love in a family turns a house into a home. After dinner, my daughter got her phone in front of the TV, texting friends and watching Big Bang. I went downstairs to toss a load of laundry in the wash, and my husband came down to help. We had great sex in the laundry room, like two kids. It may have been a quickie, but I loved it. He just went out to get some wine, and we planned to play a little Scrabble. I cannot thank you enough for your inside help and that poem you read. I wrote you in a last email that I am not perfect, neither is my husband, but you made me realize now we are perfect together. If you air this, I hope other couples having problems should message you or at least listen and learn and maybe, like me, realize that they may be taking a small problem and letting it seem to get bigger and bigger when it is really um, not. Passion Poet says, it's a Thanksgiving weekend, but not like the ones buffets at the table, much less family to cook. (laughs) That's it? Rehash this? That's it? That's the poem? 
Where's the rest of it? <laughs> oh boy. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. All right, I got the full poem from the Passion Code who sent it to me by email. And you too can send me anything to Lori at DrLori.com. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving weekend, but not like the ones before. Empty chairs at the table, much less family to cook for. Did you buy a small turkey, maybe just a chicken or a ham? Perhaps bake a special lasagna or cook up a nice leg of ham. It is important It is is you do something special, even if you may be alone. Open up a bottle of wine. It may help set the tone. Have faith conditions will improve and pray everything will be okay so we can have friends and family over on a December Christmas day. From the Passion Poet to Dr. Lori, I want to take this opportunity. Have a great 2020 Thanksgiving also to the entire Passion community. Thank you. That's very, very sweet. Do a- All right. Let's uh, get into some science and see what some of the latest sex research is all about. This is really funny. Most married women probably don't really need science to tell them that sometimes their husband is just one more kid to take care of instead of being a partner who will help them share the workload. 7,000 moms across the U.S. participated in a recent study, that's a big study, where they were asked to share the biggest reasons behind their everyday stress. The results were, sadly, not surprising. Most moms are super stressed. Most moms rated their stress levels at 8.5 out of 10, and 46% of them said that their husbands are causing them more stress than their children. One is quoted as saying, a seven-year-old is going to be a seven-year-old, but a 35-year-old acting like a seven-year-old is more stressful because they should know better. What's the biggest reason behind the stress? 75% of moms stated that they need to do all of the work around the house and take care of the kids. If they don't do it, no one else will. 20% of moms say that their husbands don't want to help out at all with anything. One said, I am exhausted emotionally and physically when my husband comes home. He feels like another job. It would be unjust to say that all husbands just sit around all day, of course. Uh, Many of them do want to help out, even if they are not used to it. The important thing that men must understand is that chores and parenting are not women's job and that they are just helping out. No, it's their job too. So this is just a little reminder. You know, it's like when the husband says, oh, I'm babysitting the kids. You're not babysitting. They're your kids too, right? You're taking care of the kids. In more, much more serious news, this is a little bit scary. Uh, first of all, there is a study done out of Israel that discovers that the coronavirus may cause sterility in men, they researchers in Israel have discovered that the coronavirus attacks the reproductive system in men and may have long-term detrimental effects. Young men, please listen to this. 
the team examined the long-term symptoms experienced by men infected with coronavirus. They published their findings in the medical journal Fertility and Sterility. Study found that 19% of the male participants surveyed about symptoms they experienced reported feeling discomfort in the testicles when they were sick with coronavirus. Doctors found a 50% decrease in the quality and quantity of sperm of those who had been moderately or severely ill compared to those with only mild symptoms. Already five months ago, we saw the first hints of this and questions arose as to whether coronavirus impairs male fertility. In patients who died from corona and underwent an autopsy, damage was found to the sperm ducts and testicles. It is also known the virus can cause long-term damage to lung, heart, and kidney function. Common to all these organs is that they have a receptor with which the virus enters the cells and infects them. The same receptor is also found in the testicle and cells that help mature the sperm and encourage its division. If there is damage to these cells because the virus infects them, we see a slowdown in sperm formation. The amount of receptor is higher in young men compared to adults. Therefore, impaired fertility of young men will be more common. Women, the same receptor exists in the placenta and could lead to more miscarriages and more premature births, but they found the decrease in women is less than in men. They say the male hormone indirectly helps the virus to bind to its receptor and enters the cells. It also explains why men are twice as sick as women and men's mortality is higher from, uh, from the virus. The hospital is expecting to run a new longer term study to determine whether the damage is temporary or permanent. As, as of now, they do not know if these damages are uh, reversible. So obviously they are monitoring patients and see. One of the things we don't think about, we just don't think about the impact on other parts of our body. We think, oh, it'll, it's like a, you know, if you're thinking it's like a flu and it'll just go away. Well, as the science is showing, it's far more damaging than a flu. Couple of texts. Ah, I like tonight's poem already halfway in and the best wishes at the end too. Thanks, Passion Poet Mark. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to your loved ones as well. Thank you very much. I have said it for decades. The difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. We all look for a little mom and a wife. <laughs> is that true? Looks like a lot of women need better husbands, this texter says. Okay, I have a question for you. What was the uh, the first your first dance at your wedding? You know that the the I guess the the first dance you get on the dance floor. Every couple seems to pick like their main dance, right? What was your first dance? Apparently, your uh, first dance song at the wedding. So it's the song I'm looking for, actually. So the first dance song at the wedding can set the tone for your marriage. This is a study that was done. So I want to know what your first song was, your first dance song that you danced to at your wedding. I'll tell you mine. Mine was Peter Frampton, I'm in you. 
I'm in you, you're in me. I don't know if that was uh, such a conscious choice, but I don't know what it says about it. I don't think that was uh, one of the songs that was looked at. But anyway, this new study suggests that your first dance at your wedding may set the tone for your marriage. 5,500 couples in Great Britain were asked what song they chose for their first dance. What song did you choose for your first dance? I'm really, really curious. Uh, So Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight was chosen the most by couples who call their marriages happy. It's followed by Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder and The Way You Look Tonight by Frank Sinatra. On the other side, couples who chose Little Things by One Direction were most likely to say they are unhappy, followed by I'm Yours by Jason Mraz and Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. You can tell who got married when. (laughs) These, These songs weren't around, of course, when I got married. So what song did you dance to, that first song, Dance? first dance song, whatever, however you say it. The first thing you dance to at your wedding. Every couple seems to choose a song, right, that they want that has uh, some meaning to you. Dexter writes in, I remember reading months ago about the prevalence of ACE2 receptors in men's testes, fertility fertility risks due to vascular inflammation in that region. Oh, wow. Not that surprising, but scary. Oh, one person at their their first dance was We've Only Just Begun by The Carpenters. Oh, beautiful, beautiful song. Maybe we'll play some of your uh, your songs uh, tonight. We'll get Nicole on it and uh, we'll play a couple. Coming up, we'll hear the one that uh, was our first uh, dance song at our wedding. Uh, hopefully I did and we'll play it. Uh, coming up, your stupid sex story of the day, which is uh, about lawyers that share some of the weirdest reasons people got divorced. So it's kind of silly, but whatever. We'll have a little bit of fun with that. And then we'll talk about new perspectives on weddings since the pandemic. That's all coming up. This is Passion on CJD 800. You're in me. I'm in me. You're in me. So Peter Frampton, I'm in you. That was my husband and I's uh, first dance song at our wedding. Which one was yours? Ooh, gives me the shivers hearing it after 26 years of marriage. Love this song and love Peter Frampton. Okay, let me just share this and then we'll go to, uh, to Rhonda. This is divorce lawyers who shared the weirdest reasons people got divorced. Like, really, quite stupid sex news, but nonetheless. Um, one says, a friend of mine divorced her husband because his penis was too big. She said it was fun at first, but that sex became too much work. Another one, because the husband insisted on bringing his mother on their honeymoon, that's where the wife discovered, I don't know if these are true, that the reason was because his mother was still breastfeeding him. Yes, the husband, a grown man, was still breastfeeding. I've heard of this as a kind of a, I saw something about this once, but I just didn't realize it was true. 
Uh, one that sticks out to me was when the husband and wife were both playing an online role-playing game like The Sims, except more adult. Well, the wife got very heavily involved in the game, spending 10 hours a day playing, and she wouldn't stop. The breaking point was when the husband set up a fake avatar to see what she was doing and found her avatar having sex with some random guy's avatar. Okay, virtual cheating. Uh, be- another one, because the wife spent $42,000 on psychic hotlines... Another lawyer says, I had a client file for divorce because every morning his wife would ask him how he takes his coffee for seven years. And finally, one of my clients filed for divorce because he owed his bookie $70,000 and figured he would get half of the house in the divorce and pay off his debt. Okay, how stupid can you get? There you go. Uh, We have Rhonda on the line. Hi, Rhonda. Hello. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good. Did you want to share uh, uh, your wedding song? Night I Celebrate My Love For You. Oh, beautiful. Oh, look at that. We even have it. The world behind us. Happy marriage, Rhonda? Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> How many? 27. 27. 27. Oh, we're, I'm right behind you there. Wonderful. Thank you. Rhonda, thanks for sharing there. We played your song for you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, what was your first song that you danced to? One one says, first dance was Someone Like You by Van Morrison. Nice. I think you would love the song Feel the Benefit. I'm not sure. Uh, Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder was written for the birth of his daughter and lyrics wouldn't make any sense for a bride yeah but people like it you know another really nice song is people in love by 10 cc love 10 cc if you've never heard it search it on youtube um excellent if they brought his mom on honeymoon she should have played elton john's the bitches back lol oh that's quite funny all right Uh, Here's uh, what somebody interesting is doing, this company in Montana. This Montana sex shop is giving away vibrators to women who vote. A sex shop owner in Montana has a plan to make America orgasm again. Billy McWilliams, who runs Erotique Adult Store in Bozeman, Montana, devised a patriotic promotion to encourage women to vote in the upcoming election while also addressing a vastly overlooked gender disparity in the country, the so-called orgasm gap. In an effort to inspire civic duty while also inspiring gender equality in the bedroom or wherever, the 60-year-old businessman said he would give away 2,200 red, white, and blue vibrators to American women who pledged to vote on November third in the event he dubbed the great american orgasm he says it's not a republican orgasm or a democrat orgasm it's an american orgasm someone has to help us come together (laughs) mcwilliams has already mailed out 400 of these gifts which come with an american flag sticker that also reads i came and i voted Uh, they are bullet vibrators they retail around 13 dollars a small powerful little you know comes with a triple battery uh anyhow he says the 2020 general election is critical and the more people who vote the better for our uh democracy but the political push is more than just a get out and the vote campaign as he also hopes to bring attention to a sexual injustice that plagues millions of unsatisfied particularly 
women, 14% of women in the U.S. have never had an orgasm. Out of every three orgasms, men have two and women only have one. We have a fixable problem, he says. I think it's pretty ingenious idea. So here's a study about, well, about weddings. So a lot of people, I'm speaking to a lot of people who were supposed to get married this year and had either got married very, very differently than they had ever dreamed of, or they have postponed uh, their weddings. So brides.com released findings of their 2020 American wedding study. What began as a holistic look at what weddings mean to couples in 2020 quickly transformed into a study about how a world-altering event uh, impacted those ideals. Brides surveyed over 1,400 American newlyweds in a range of demographics, including age, race, income, blah, 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 all of that stuff, even sexual orientation. The results shed light on how the pandemic impacts attitudes toward weddings and marriage, and the result is an in-depth exploration of what motivates Americans to get married and have weddings today and shows how couples have um, responded to a time of upheaval and uh, uncertainty. Couples have pivoted their planning and gotten creative with micro weddings. I love that term, micro weddings and virtual ceremonies to celebrate with their families in a safe way. If anything, the pandemic has made weddings and particularly partnerships more meaningful. I think so. I, I, it's like, it's not about the party. It's about the ceremony, right? I don't know if anybody else agrees with that. Uh, 81% of the respondents said the pandemic has changed their expectations for their wedding. And four in five couples said that living through the pandemic has made them want to marry their significant other more. Two in three couples had to postpone their wedding due to COVID-19, yet 36% still decided to have a wedding during the pandemic. While nearly half of couples are planning to downsize their guest list, 26% of couples plan to spend more on a wedding after the pandemic, and 23% are still planning to host a destination wedding. In terms of uh, how millennials feel or believe in love, 69% of newlyweds, particularly millennials and those who saw lasting commitment in their parents' marriage, said they've always wanted to get married, with 89% believing that marriage will take the relationship to next level. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. For you, Mark, your wedding song. Samantha writes in, Happy Thanksgiving to you, the Passion Poet, and everyone listening. We hope Christmas is better. We love you and the poet at our house. That's from Samantha. Thank you. Very sweet. A few other songs here. People piped in. My name is Dawn, and my lovely wife Cindy and I have been happily married for 34 years. Our first dance was Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie. 
my husband and I's first dance was to Mikuku in Bogota. We love cumbia. Uh, Killing Me Softly by Roberta Flack. Still married, 34 years. That's great. Another one, 50 years married, Barbara. Uh, the song As Time Goes By from Casablanca. And then <laughs> I get a text. Do you realize you've done over 5,000 live shows? I know that. <laughs> I know that. 22 years, 5,000 live shows. You betcha. Um, okay. Here's a great research. Men with deep voices, and it reminds me because a couple of, uh, was it last night or the night before when we played our trivia game? I think it was last night we had, I don't remember his name was, but uh, was it Dave? He had a really, really deep voice and said, oh, you have a voice for radio. Anyway, you won't be happy to hear this. Men with deep voices, according to research, are more likely to be unfaithful. Men with deep voices more likely to cheat on their partners. Uh, Macho male voices characterized by sexy figures from Batman to Barry White to 007 himself are surefire signs of a more lax attitude to commitment and fidelity, apparently. Men are often attracted to men with low, rich voices because they are associated with high testosterone levels, which, in evolutionary terms, suggests the speaker will be good mate for producing healthy children. But those raging hormones are also likely to make him less committed in relationships and with more liberal attitudes to cheating on a partner, said the results of an experiment involving more than 250 male and female volunteers. The researchers from China's Southwest University found men with deeper voices were less committed to their romantic relationships and more likely to be unfaithful. The same was not true of women with no noticeable differences in, in attitudes to fidelity, whether they had high or low-pitched voices. This suggests that testosterone is the key factor. Testosterone and the characteristics dependent on testosterone can be reliable indicators of quality-dependent conditions or behaviors. Men with higher testosterone levels and hence lower voices may have more infidelity behaviors or less commitment to their romantic relationships. Having a sexy low voice could be part of the problem. They added as it makes them more attractive to women, which increases their opportunity for sexual encounters outside of their own romantic relationships or their chances of obtaining more or higher quality partners. Um, and so they, that's, that was the, the research when, but this is interesting too. Women also perceive men with deeper voices to be more unfaithful. Um, the study was conducted with young adults from the university. Uh, and of course, you know, we need to, to, they need to do more research with different ages as well, but, uh, quite, quite interesting. I saw that headline text writes about the deep voice guys and the risk of cheating. I haven't read the article, but I do know that sometimes when I get a bit of a cold and my voice goes a bit deeper and raspier, some women friends of mine over the years, and my girlfriend too, have said I sound sexier. LOL, almost too bad I go back to my usual voice when the cold goes away. And yeah, that guy on last night's quiz show, deep, great, deep, radiogenic, sultry voice. Yep, very true. 
Uh, let's see. What else can I uh, share with you? I'm just looking for some. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Who is the most likely to fall in love with the wrong person? Apparently, when you fall in love too easily, you may be more attracted to the wrong people. Are you one of those people that falls in love too easily? You know what they call people who have a tendency to fall in love too quickly? Emophilias. It's emophilia, or I guess they're emophiliacs. Emophilia. Emo. That was a word that was common maybe a decade or, or, or two back when people were saying things like, oh, you're, you're emo. I don't know what that means, but anyway. Uh, so there was a research done on, on this. Uh, on people who fall in love too easily. When picking a relationship partner, one of the worst choices you could make is someone who exhibits the dark triad. We've talked about that. Though that clearly sounds bad, when you first meet someone who has these traits, they often don't seem so negative. Actually, many dark individuals are at first quite appealing because of their charisma, charm, confidence, sociability, and downright captivating presence but what lurks underneath narcissism psychopathy and machiavellianism Uh, those are all parts of the dark uh, that's the dark triad so nobody wants uh, those traits really research shows that male and female partners who had more dark triad traits were more likely to have cheated on their significant others in the past. So these are partners that most of us want to avoid, especially if we're looking for a long-time partner. However, the researchers suspected that when it came to the dark triad, some people just couldn't help themselves, in particular those with hemophilia, those who fall in love too easily. So that's what they found. Their takeaways, if you want to set yourself up for long-term relationship success, a partner high in the dark triad is not the best choice. Yet those who pursue love too aggressively seem to be more likely to find these partners attractive. So ask yourself, do I always find the wrong people? Do I fall in love too quickly? Maybe that's the key right there. Wanting to fall in love, not a bad thing, but wanting love too badly can lead you to prioritize the act of falling in love over picking the right person. That's it for me. Uh, Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope uh, you do get to enjoy a bit of a Thanksgiving weekend. It won't be like the usual ones, but let's try and make the best of it, shall we? Uh, thank you all. Thanks to Nicole Proano, our technical producer, our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com, where you can also find the podcast of all the past shows and other information. Uh, coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a wonderful weekend, and remember to live your life with passion.